0: Hello, my name is Jonathan, and I would like to talk to you about meme formatting.
1: It's a good subject. It's a good subject. So, John, who, why don't you tell us about meme format?
0: Who, who are you?
1: <laughs> it, uh... Let's talk about meme format. Okay. <laughs> so, when Adalyzing... So, my name is Austin Chavez. <laughs>
0: They're looking at me like that. So when analyzing a meme, you have to ensure that you understand the anatomy of said meme. Do do you know what I might be describing there?
1: The anatomy of a meme? (laughs) Yeah, it all starts... (laughs) Could be. If it was a meme, it would have been. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right.
1: The anatomy of a meme. Mm-hmm. We're going to start there, because you got to break memes down piece by piece to really understand uh, memeature and how to create memes and, and turn them into real-life situations and turn real-life situations into memes themselves. So we're going to start off with the anatomy. <laughs> Of a meme, because you got to know how to really break it down. you got to know what a meme is made out of in order to actually make a meme. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> why don't we start with history. History of memes. Um,
0: that, that is a really good point, Austin. Because sometimes, when you create a meme, you have to draw from memes of the past. Because that's what really centers the meme to something that is already in someone's head. It's not just thrown out there as a new idea. It is compounded by an idea that has already been created.
1: Right, and we and we had these memes um, years and years ago. It started out literally as like stick figures with weird faces. The, um, the rage, faces? yeah, the yep. rage comics. Yep. Yes, yep. and so we started there, and it just.
0: Would you say that the rage comic comics were the beginning of the meme?
1: I wouldn't say the absolute beginning, but they were definitely a breakthrough because it be, those were the ones that became a solid uh, a function of the meme culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also had the uh, the "Can I Has Cheeseburger?" phase, um, where it was just all you know, cats and and weird things with with very poorly mm-hmm. spelled words.
0: <laughs> so, if you look at Aristotle's theory of things and theory of ideas there is both an essence and a spirit to things so i do agree the magusta faces the rage comics and the cats were the beginning of the essence of the meme but in reality i think that the spirit started with political comic comics those ones that you would read in the sunday paper and you'd look at them and you'd be like "Ha ha those are funny Uh. if you agreed with it or you'd say, nah, this bitch is a fucking penis, if you, if you didn't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, I said that at eight years old. I, I know I did.
1: Yeah, I definitely did. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a good point. That is a very fair point. So,
0: when creating a meme today, we have to ensure that we bring together both the essence, which is derived from the beginning of Rage Comics and also the spirit which is you got to think divisible. though the, the the memes of today
1: they are vastly different uh from where we came from before the memes that we have putting out today you can almost <laughs> say something completely senseless put it to a picture and it's it's a meme
0: but does it keep with the spirit
1: what I did notice is a lot of the memes, so it's it's almost meme by the month now. It's mm-hmm. not a meme that goes over the years. Mm-hmm. All the memes are by month now because there's so many new ideas, but there's also so little time mm-hmm. to focus on it, and, and people are always looking for the next big thing. Of course. And of course. so now that's become a part of meme culture. Um, the cycle of memes. Right. Yeah. Just as much as any in any real-life situation. There,
0: there are memes, though, that transcend this cycle. Memes like loss. That come have, back. Have you seen loss? Yes. Loss, loss is still a meme. It's it is. it has been around for how many years now? At least you know, a the year. Spongebob,
1: I, this, so this is more of a generalist statement, mm-hmm. um, but the Spongebob memes, even though they're kind of one big group of memes... A big group, uh, of, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a big classification of memes. It's not just one. A big sea
0: of. Yeah,
1: memes. Yeah, because it's SpongeBob. So in the sea. Under. Of memes, so we got the sea of memes and SpongeBob's in them. And those memes, although it's there's a, a a new picture and a new meme that comes out every month. There's always a SpongeBob one. Always. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's been around for a while. Yeah. So I think um, giving credit where credit is due. The Spongebob livestock remains strong.
0: See, that's a good point. Because now we're going into what memes are brought from. Not only the history of memes, but the origin of memes to come. Uh If you notice, almost every meme format is created from something that we see as absurd like a sponge and a squid and a starfish working together at a crusty crab eatery. Yeah, That's completely absurd. It is. And that's why you see memes of things like Jake Paul. He's an absurd human being. Like there's not one person in this world that can say that being is a sophisticated man and fully entitled to his title of... Human.
1: yeah he uh that's that's uh he's quite the character that's that's mm-hmm. uh, another topic
0: and that and that's exactly why we are able to create memes based off of him and loss as a meme to draw it back to loss was derived from a completely ridiculously absurd meme format that someone made as a comment, comic it was a ridiculous meme dude walks into a hospital asks the doctor where he is, ghosts the doctor, says, oh my god, what's happening? And then sees his dead wife. What kind of comic is that? So naturally, people look at that and say, that is an absurd comic. There's no way that this is meant to be funny, but we're gonna enhance it.
1: But through the, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the transformation process um, yeah. from from comic to meme, and that's where, mm-hmm. that's where it really hit off. And, uh, it's things like that that really show the creative culture mm-hmm. of of fellow memers and and creators alike and it's just interesting it's interesting to see uh where they can take i mean literally a, fr- a freeze frame a screenshot of mm-hmm. some random spot in an episode mm-hmm. of a cartoon or or whatever and they it turns into a meme i mean you look at uh a lot of the spongebob ones it's if you notice that a lot of them are from older episodes mm-hmm. um so you had like the uh, the caveman SpongeBob that mm-hmm. that episode that, came that out one, a while ago and it it stayed alive for yeah, a while. It it's every now and then I still see one. It almost
0: beat the cycle, but it wasn't almost. quite strong enough. When you had Evil Patrick, that one lasted for a little while. It still lasted. It still <laughs> definitely think. And the Fist of Arthur. Uh
1: uh-huh. hmm That was a good one. Uh
0: mm-hmm. There see was that a wrong. there's the a new one. The petting dog meme.
1: <clears throat> Animal memes are always gonna be I mean naturally. That's that's that comes from the from the uh, origins of the can I has cheeseburger. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Animals And the just... loops. Uh-huh. You remember the loops
0: cat? That one is completely one hundred percent derived from can I has. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. So now that we've kind of discussed the origins and the history I forgot the third subject. What was the third subject of memes? We
1: we didn't have a third, so we were we were starting off with the origins and the history, mm-hmm. um, and the anatomy. That's what it was, it was anatomy of memes and mm-hmm. kind of um, what they're built from and yeah and stuff. So anatomy. Um, I guess the question would be here: What do you think makes up a good meme? What do you, what
0: what would you really? Well. I feel as if to completely lay that out, we've talked about the essence of memes and what they're derived from, but we still haven't really discussed the spirit. What causes a meme to have its prolific appeal? Uh Uh-huh. What do you think?
1: I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying, out of the ordinary. It takes the the ideal that, uh, or the idea, I should say, that People fear what they don't understand. It takes that and turns it into a, a joke, a more humorous tone um, to the point where, like you were saying, if it's out of the ordinary, you know we don't necessarily understand you know why is that even a, why is that a comic or why is that why is that funny?
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we, we take this thing that's out of the ordinary mm-hmm. or um, what we don't understand. And instead of fearing it, we put this I mean it could be as simple as a text, it could turn into a, a four picture story. It could turn into a relatable subject, um, and it memes turn into literally anything that almost anybody can relate with. And sometimes you have ones that are area specific. So if, um people from one certain state would know about it, this, that, and the other. Or um, in one
0: occupation or one lifestyle. Right. It could or, be yeah. yeah. And so
1: it, it it's capable of singling out a group of people, but it's also capable of relating to everybody. And so, so I think because we take that and twist it into that humorous thing, that's kind of why it's it has that edge, mm-hmm. that's why memes are, are
0: sticking around because it's built on that framework, so then memes natural human in a way are a combination of absurd absurd premise or physicality, like the pictures, the format, the drawing back to its history uh-huh. as well as an absurd idea yeah that's that's think, where most I think drawing really, back yeah
1: drawing back I think is we use that as a base because mm-hmm. you always want to have a good foundation mm-hmm. and what better way to do that than look back at what succeeded exactly you, know, you, you look back at what did well and you take that and that's when you you modernize it you put your mm-hmm. twist on it to, to live with the times and that's what, ter- it turns into a good meme from there. Mm-hmm. And notice it, all the ones people make out of nowhere, those ones, are, those ones are the ones that last a month.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people try to discredit the meme by saying that the meme is something that is completely a trash, a waste product of the human species. Where, when we sit down and we really analyze what memes are, we realize that they're no, so, not so different from our sciences, our mathematics. We take a foundation of things that we have learned in the past, and we look to enhance it. Sometimes it doesn't work out well and you get a dead meme. Sometimes that meme lives on forever through new memes to come. And that is something that is showing how the human species Creates immortality within within itself, right? And it's almost on a regular too. It's
1: it's a mm-hmm. uh, it's it's literally a part of a, uh, an entire lifestyle at this point. And uh, I mean, generally everybody uh, mm-hmm. knows about memes. Um, granted, they have the access to them. And, mm-hmm. um, there are
0: people with access to memes, but then there are memers, uh-huh. and that is really a huge divide in modern culture now. You have the memers, right? And you have the normal door,
1: door.
0: i think that's I think fair. that leaves us at our uh conclusion and I thank you for talking to me about what matters most to both of us
1: Boston. yeah i think um that's a good spot to leave off on, and we can we can definitely break it down um mm-hmm. you know into the further uh cinematics and and whatnot of of memes mm-hmm. um but for now i think a a background check if you will will be uh <laughs> Decent spot to
0: leave it off on. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening to our anthology of memes. Have a good night.